podcast is generously brought to you by Audible. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to www.audiblepodcast.com slash Saratalk. Comments made on the Saratalk Podcast Network are those of the individuals and do not represent Saratalk Corporation, its staff, management, board of directors, or third-party resellers. Triple Click Home. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Triple Click Home, episode number 35. I am John Panaris, and I am joined for this podcast by two new co-hosts, and I will allow them to introduce themselves. So, ladies first, Hope, why don't you start? I'm Hope Pavenmeyer. I've had a lot of experience with Apple software and hardware, as a matter of fact, because all of my machines are Macs. They just all happen to also have Windows on them. I know, I know, it's the other operating system. But I have uses for both pretty much on a daily basis. And so I'm glad to be able to offer a perspective. And I appreciate being allowed to be here. And I'm really just looking forward to what happens next. Because this show is a whole lot of fun. Well, it's always fun and exciting. We always have different lively topics Obviously, always Apple-based, so uh, we go in many directions. There is really no rhyme or reason to this show half the time, and I don't expect that that is going to change. And we also have, uh, Josh, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Joshua Loya. I was a guest here a while yes, back. Yes, I remember. prior to uh, Triple Click being old enough to drink. And now, uh, <laughs> since as we are 35 in the midst of our midlife crisis, I, I join you once again as a... Uh, delightfully as a co-host and i've been using apple products ever since the iphone was made accessible back in 2009 and uh, i haven't looked back since and i quite enjoy it i'm glad to be here as am i i would hope that most people know who i am but uh, i'm john panaris of mac for the blind uh been doing this since triple click 10 or 11 something like that it's been a while that's the all veteran of triple clicks past yes Yes, and the ghost of Triple Click's past, too, I guess. So we have a bunch of uh, interesting topics to discuss today. We kind of jump around a little bit here. I guess as of the recording of this episode today, the latest thing we could start talking about is iOS 8.13 was released, as was Yosemite 10.10.2 for the Mac. Indeed. I don't know about you folks, but... I have not gotten a chance to do the iOS update, but I have had the chance to do the Mac OS X update. So do you guys have any thoughts? I'm excited to have some more uh, responsiveness to voiceover. How's that working out for you? I have not upgraded my Mac just yet. It's definitely more responsive now. I think they've squashed a lot of the real annoying bugs. There's still a few minor things, as there always is going to be with software. I think a lot of this stuff is sometimes just system-specific. But I've been enjoying 10.10.2. I've got it on two systems now, and I, I have you know, not encountered any setbacks or any residual problems that far. I have not gotten to do 8.13 on my iPhone or iPad yet. I don't know if you guys have or not. I have not. I planned to before this podcast, and some things came up, and I wasn't able to. I am looking forward, though, to seeing the voiceover improvements and stuff in Safari. I hope so, because that's been the one area. Yes. We're going to talk about an article a little bit later on that discusses the quote-unquote 
accessibility shortcomings that Apple is uh, supposedly being accused of having in iOS and, and Mac OS. And that was probably one of the more accurate things that was actually posted in an article was the Safari bug. Always nice when uh, opinion is status is fact, though. So. Yeah, you want to jump right into that, guys? Yeah, why not? Wanna, sure, okay, let's, that well, was a neat yeah. little segue. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have a little um, an article that it talks about how Apple has kind of been dropping the ball over the last few years, in their opinion, and uh, how both iOS and Mac OS X have kind of reflected a little backsliding on Apple's part and that all these bugs and things. And, and it's like they've sort of lost the eye on the ball or the shine on the apple, whatever analogy you want to use. And the article caught my attention specifically because the opinions, and I stress opinions, of the writer are based on another person's article who was written a couple of years ago or maybe a year ago that was also opinion and not fact so plagiarism yeah and (laughs) and, you know the only accurate thing that i think that i came across was the whole safari back button bug in ios but all the other complaints that this person had about trying to find the voice voice over utility was buried deep and you had it's like use spotlight and type voice over utility you know, or just or use, use handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not that hard. You don't have to learn all the letters. You can just learn V-O and then yeah. uh, there you go. <laughs> so it's just, I was not really impressed by the points that this person was trying to make about accessibility, especially for someone who has been fortunate enough to be contracted working with Apple since August. And I've had the pleasure of meeting with a lot of great people inside the company who are responsible for accessibility. And I can tell you wholeheartedly and not trying to drink the Kool-Aid or anything else that they're, they are very much interested and, you know, doing their best to make their products accessible, more and more accessible. The gold standard is the inside term that is used for what they're trying to do overall in the company. So I just kind of take a little offense when I read articles like that that talk about how Apple is giving up on the blind and they have all these bugs and stuff. And without a doubt, and there's no way, I don't think any of you would deny that iOS 8 was not the best re- release when it first came out. Well, who needs to use their phone as a phone, but you know. Right. And, you know, and that's that, you know, goes without saying. And and there were reasons for that. And I've discussed it in other places, at least as much as that I think I can discuss without getting myself into trouble. But uh, it's a hardware software problem. It's it's always going to be an issue where you have hardware and software coming out at the same time. And you're trying to make sure that schedules are met. And unfortunately, when you sort of claim or you decide this is the date that this product is coming out, you kind of have to stick to it. So Apple got caught in a very unfortunate position of having the hardware not quite ready when it was supposed to be, so it didn't give the software time to be tested. And thus we had bugs, not just in accessibility. This is the thing that gets overlooked by a lot of people. It was also in the mainstream. So it wasn't like we got shafted. You know, I, some, I, some blind people were walking around acting like we got shafted. Oh, they just didn't care about us. Well, it don't was you know everybody. we're the only ones that exist, right? Yeah. Well, you have some people think that's the center of their world, that we're the center. You know, it's, it's not. Unfortunately, we're a very small percentage uh, of the market. I, I've read numbers that were pretty startling to me as far as what we actually percent we make up of Apple's market share. You know, so... 
But I just wanted to talk about this article and just what your guys' thoughts are as far as what what do you how do you feel the the, the state of accessibility is with Apple as, as far as the iDevices and the Mac go. I still think it's the best option we got. You know, I, I've heard people say the thing where they're not as in love with their Apple products as much as they were before, and you know that's a fair point. At the same time, it's like the reason I choose to use Apple products is I get more stuff done faster. That's really it. There's a lot of talk like, well, why do blind people need such expensive devices and that sort of thing? And, you know, yeah, a lot of us have less money as compared with the larger population. At the same time, things take a lot longer for us time-wise more often than not also. And one of the things that, you know, as much as it's difficult to make more money, you can always or much more easily make more money than you can more time. And so right. if I take less time to do a thing, and if I have more ways of getting it done, that's why I go for Apple products, because I get things done faster. Certain things, you know, yeah, I use other devices for it. But honestly, when it comes to checking my mail, when it comes to Twitter, Facebook, when it comes to reading, when it comes to study resources, more often than not, I'm going to grab a, an Apple device because I get things done faster. Calendar management's much easier. Appointments and you know, that sort of thing. You know, apps for my bank and and all those sort of things. I can do all of that in a way more convenient, much more time effective manner. And so, yeah, there's some things that frustrate me every once in a while. But you know what? We're not the only ones in the planet. And uh, you know, I like to have more time to do the things that matter to me rather than fiddling with something that costs less. And what about you, Hope? I think Joshua kind of summed it up. I have to agree. I get things done much faster. I mean, I can pull out my iPhone and go check the weather check the news and all from like my notification screen, you know, depending on whether my apps have widgets. Oh, look, Dropbox has added new things. Good. I need to read these. I can check my mail. It's really a case of time management. You know, in school, it was always, you need to learn to manage your time wisely. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm doing. Absolutely. So thank you for that. I agree though, to a lot of people, it doesn't seem as high a priority, but as you both said, We're not a high percentage. You know, we shouldn't be neglected, but at the same time, uh, we shouldn't be so entitled that we forget that there are other people and that there are only so many people that actually are in the accessibility department of Apple. Right. And also, we don't pay for our accessibility. No, it's That's a big difference from Windows and another, you you know, we get this built in. And, you know, and I'm not saying we should bow down to Apple. I'm not saying we should fall on our knees or anything like that. That's not my point. My point, what I'm trying to make here is if you think about it and take a step back, what we get for free and this stuff works, you know, despite the bugs, despite the problems. And and I, I kind of find it amusing when people say they don't love their Apple products as much. I never, I'm not the type of person, maybe it's just me. I don't sit around gushing over computers or devices. And lo- I mean, as Josh said, it gets the job done better than anything else. And that's why I really got into Apple's stuff, because it just worked reliably. And now it works across device device. It synchronizes across all my devices. Everything is linked. So to both play devil's advocate and reiterate a point that you stressed from sort of looking in on the outside of this awesome podcast as it's taking shape, Even if and when Windows Narrator catches up to the accessibility of voiceover, and then people can say that Windows has accessibility built in as well, you're still saying that Apple, for you, 
as a collective would be the company which would offer devices which would allow you to get things done faster. For the things I do, yes. And me, and because, you know, Windows will have accessibility. I am more than sure of that. In fact, I use Windows with my Mac all the time. It's about a 50-50 split. Windows will have it. But you're not going to be able to immediately go to Windows Phone and have that same accessibility immediately. Apple just, it just is. It's right there. And until Windows just is, I'm sorry, but Apple's kind of going to hedge ahead a little bit. And so the thing is, is that Microsoft, they do a lot of really good stuff. They're a really cool company. I love Microsoft Word. It has been one of the greatest programs to use. You know, as far as it goes, it's they're a great company in that. They are not so good at innovating. They're good at following. And it's a little bit like uh, Quinn from, uh, from Daria. She's always trying to be in the fashion club, doesn't quite get it. But in all seriousness, like Steve Jobs, one of the things he did that was great, and I think he's imparted to the newer generation of Apple, is that there's a difference between something being usable and something being intuitive and kind of enjoyable to use. Now, a lot of people would disagree with the whole interaction with things and the, you know, the way that Mac OS works. That's fine. Don't use it. But for me personally, I find it aesthetically pleasing to use my Apple devices to get things done in addition to them being also time effective. And so I don't like getting frustrated with my devices. I like being able to get stuff done. I like things making sense and not having to memorize a million different key presses. And so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Just out of curiosity, where what happened to Windows 9? Uh, they just decided to jump and randomly decided to change it to Windows 10. You know, because mm. all the cool kids are Strange. calling their uh, their uh, their operating system. Yeah, Mac OS yeah, 10. Windows. I've never heard of that before. Mm. But I mean, Microsoft does good things. And I think ultimately, it really comes down to what's the tool for the job. You know, if I'm it, yeah, I, I just think Microsoft has to make a lot of internal fixes. They they've really such been a large off company kilter for several years. That, yeah, they've they've spread themselves too thin. I think they got to take steps back. They got to stop trying to be all to everything yeah. and everyone. Um, and I think that's hurt their credibility and it's hurt their products. And they really have not done, you know, even my, Microsoft Office and Microsoft Word, even that is starting to lose a lot of favor out, especially in the enterprise, because of the co- it's not a cost-effective yeah. product to keep maintaining. Now, to be fair, I think Apple is in danger of spreading themselves too thin. Yes. I'm afraid my fear is that Apple will become Microsoft in that they're just they're growing faster then they're really they, they still have a chance to reel it in right i think i don't right. think they've gotten too far but i think they have to be really careful you know like with the whole thing with the iPhones you know they having the 6 and the 6 plus that was a smart business decision if they take it too far and have too many handsets of the current generation available that is the first step in going well we got to do this and right. we got to make this product and we got to make this product and and they were never a company that would sort of bow down to conventional wisdom and what they, you know, like having a million and one handsets, having a million and one different options for this and that. You know, they always went their own road. Well, and kind of the know, whole so foods of technology companies, really. Yeah, exactly. Good example. Exactly. It sort of segues into Apple. You were talking about Apple making a whole bunch of different things and that they could rein things in. What is interesting is I don't know if anybody's looked or heard much about HomeKit. I'm excited about yes, it. Yes, I'm excited about it, too. I am very excited. You know, they're basically saying, don't hold your breath for, like, the next six months. But we're talking things like 
You could use your phone to, I mean, garage door openers and... Turning the lights on and off the thermostat. Just the thermostat. How many of us... Now, I live in an older apartment, so I don't have a, a fancy, you know, automated home heating system. Now, I have lived in apartments like that, and they were totally inaccessible. So if I'd, I'd have somebody come by, I'd ask them to help me navigate that weird touchscreen that I couldn't use. But there's the possibility, you know, when I'm getting ready to buy myself a condo or whatever, and, and I can choose what I put in my house, then... I can actually use that independently, and I don't have to ask, you know, as much as I I love my wife, I don't want to ask her to borrow her pair of eyes all the time. Exactly. <laughs> and it, well, it's probably because of that, you know. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's going to open so many things up to us. It's going to expand. That's the thing. It's just, this is a pioneer technology, and it's like, you know, you think about everything that's been at its infancy, and everybody who would doubt it, and the naysayers, and, oh, this is never going to work. Oh, this is never going to catch on. You know, and then turn the clock ahead six months, a year, two years, five years. Yeah, and it's the norm. Yeah, it becomes just a part of culture. Well, and they said that people would never give up their CDs. Exactly. You know, and nope. the thing is, is that car manufacturers that aren't including CDs in their their stereo decks, they're like, nope, we're not, we're done. You know, yeah, and that's largely as a result of the innovation of iTunes. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be yes. Apple, but you know, things change, things morph over time, and ultimately, the pattern seems to be that what allows us to move more efficiently. The whole idea of Apple Pay being able to swipe your phone over something to buy yourself a hamburger. You know, I mean, that's demolition man, futuristic, near future kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and look at the number of banks and stores and places. We have, I think, was it two articles that talk about Apple Pay? Yeah. And how it's expanded in the banks that are, are now supporting Vending it. Vending machines. You know? Over 200,000 vending machines, in fact. I can buy a Coke with my phone. Yes! I buy my cappuccino because yeah. I, I love this the whole Starbucks app. I go in there and you know, do the thing and like, you know, but I mean, that's the thing is the thing that also a lot of people forget too is these devices. I don't have any quarters. Oh, well, man. Not even I, I don't, don't have any quarters. That's that. uh, how yes. many of us, as much as we know how to kind of figure out if somebody's messing with us, all of us seem to be pretty astute people if like if far as giving us the wrong change. If for a blind person who's able to pay without using any cash whatsoever, it's a lot harder to rip us off. And Apple Pay is means by which we can protect ourselves if we have our Apple products. And just like using a debit card would be similarly, you know, even more so with Apple Pay because they're not even seeing the credit card behind the barrier of the Apple Pay. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. Secure transfers. Secure. Transfers. Now I don't know how many of those vending machines are going to be accessible for us. They're probably all going to be touch screen. That's the other end. But we can pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's the other end of the equation is whether those machines will actually be something that we can do on our own. It'd be interesting if there's a, an app for your iPhone that allows you to interact with the vending machine via Bluetooth or something like that. Oh, that, that would be cool. neat. You know, kind of tie in the whole iBeacons and whatever else. And Exactly. Oh, I'm looking forward neat. to beacons. I really am. Those are probably not too far away either to become like mainstream. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of time. The iDevices in general have just opened up the world in so many ways, both mainstream-wise and for accessibility. And again, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, pat Apple on the back so much, but the reality is there. Even the Apple haters, as much as you want to hate them, without them, the innovations that we've seen in the last five years in this area would not have happened. Well, and haters are going to hate, 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 hate. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so shake it off. <laughs> I'm always amused by haters. I, I really am. Apple haters always entertain me because it's more opinion than fact. It's scripted opinion. 
Yes. Is what it really well, is. Well, apples and eagles are easy target, though, too, really, to be fair. Oh, yes. Of course. It's like political talking points. You know, it's that's what I see Apple haters as, because they all say the same things. They sound like a bunch of parrots. And a lot of their stuff is so outdated that it makes me laugh. And here's the bigger thing, going back to that article thing just for a minute. Extreme Apple fans can kind of do the same thing, where you run into yep. just looking at somebody else's opinion and parroting that back rather than looking at the actual evaluation, getting some experience with the devices or the platform yourself, and making your own opinion. And that's really what the bigger thing is. You know, I have friends who use Android, and I have friends who will never use Apple because it's an ideological thing with them. That's fine. They're fortunately, you know, many of them are willing to kind of say, hey, you know, if it works for you, go for it. And I can see why you would use it. I just personally don't choose to use it. So at least there's respect. Yeah, that's it. That's all you can ask for. And that's the larger thing we need to look at as a community so that we're actually on the same side is recognize that people are going to be different. and People don't have to match us in order for them to be doing something that's legitimate. Right. Right. That's it. No need to take sides. It's not a war no, zone. No, it's not. You know? It's not a war zone. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, and that's the thing with assistive technology. It's like it can turn into a religious war. People are so can get so opinionated over what they do, you know, what they use and why what I use is better than what you use. It can be on the flip side. You can have the serious Windows haters. How could you use Windows? I don't understand. It's so inefficient and have you asked me what I'm actually doing with Windows? I mean, <clears throat> Derek, could you talk in that voice for the rest of the podcast? I think you should. That should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that way, that, you know, since we're in a midlife crisis, we can go ahead and talk about how you know, if you ramp up the old man part of it, you know, then you can. <laughs> I don't understand these kids with their MP3 players no and their iCloud. I, in my day, we had. We had wax cylinders, and we had to wait. Was we liked it that way? Flippity flu. Were you still right on rocks? <laughs> uh, uh, my my tablet had a, a hammer and a chisel, and it would stay that way. Flippity flu. <laughs> I don't understand. My son got in trouble with that iCloud. That was the daughter. With the pictures. I wasn't talking about Jennifer Lawrence. If you want to talk about Jennifer Lawrence, it's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but uh, sometimes people get very in- enthusiastic about their they, Apple devices so much that they uh, post video of themselves bragging about what they stole. Yes, it's yeah. amazing. It's, and you can't make this up. Seriously, this is like something you would have thought that would have been like on an SNL bit or something or like MedTV from back in the day. But uh, I will warn you that the video, if we put the video in the show notes, it's not safe for work, but it is hilarious. It's just amazing me. You know, it's like the Darwin Awards that they used to see the emails about the stupidest criminals in the world. And they should really revive that for this type of situation where people take selfies of themselves. Well, this wasn't even just a, a selfie, John. Like they were like it's video. Like they video. Were proud they they, they, they yeah, mentioned yeah. each other by name. They were like yes, they were talking about this is the way you know, real thugs, you know, we get what we get, you know, it's about looking out for yourself <laughs> and you know, it's like, yeah, I guess you know, showing us what denominations of bills they got from their robbery and you know. And yeah. then they were like, Let's get some Burger King. <laughs> was it Burger King or Taco Bell? It was Burger King. Okay. Well, there you go. Nobody wants to pay for a waffle. They just want to steal it. But I'm not <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> nah, my opinions do not reflect uh, SPN or anybody else except my own. <laughs> Indeed. You know, what's really funny about that whole Jennifer Lawrence thing is that she said that she thought it was classless of people to look at those pictures. But she also, in that same press release, made us all aware that those were, in fact, real pictures. 
Yes. Yes, she did. Yes. And it so just took- those are real pictures. So just so you know, that's what I really look like. But don't look at them. Right, right. If you're going to take pictures of yourself, that to me does speak a little bit of vanity. <clears throat> Although, you know, if I was an actress, I'd rather get paid for taking naked pictures of myself, you know, but that's the way that is. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing you're not an actress. Yes, this I, is true. I, mean, I think Andrea would have something to say about that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have a bit of a problem, I think. Yes, indeed. But then I could get a pink iPhone. <laughs> do, 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 do they, they have, have those? No. No, they have no, red they ones, though. They have red they, ones, though. They yeah. have red. You can't yeah. get a red one. Hey, it'll match Taylor Swift's album. There you go. It'll match Taylor Swift's album, or match it, even. I wonder if Taylor Swift has an autobiography yet on uh, Audible, because a lot of celebrities do. You can find, it's crazy, actually, what's you know, up she, there. She is all of 20-something. I mean, you know, if she had uh, had Neil Strauss or, or, you know, or Neil Gaiman write it for her, that'd be, actually, I would love <laughs> yeah, to read Neil, that. I'd like, read Neil, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman writing a book about Taylor Swift. <laughs> Be you know, she'd awesome. be like, be like, like one of those opposite worlds where she goes into the the closet and then she's <laughs> really Paula amazing. Abdul instead or something weird like that. I don't know. <laughs> instead of love story, she'd be saying opposites attract. <laughs> there you go. See, that's what that's that's where I went there. Um, but also, you can get Neil Gaiman books. You can get a whole bunch of really cool oh, uh, books from like what is one hundred and fifty thousand different books to choose something from, like that on Audible. Yeah, yeah. you were reading something really cool recently, like a post apocalyptic thing. Right. I'm actually reading the A American series. The fifth book just came out. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. In fact, let me go get my non-stolen iPad and like right? give you guys a sample. Yeah, because you purchased your Apple products. You don't steal I, them from Burger King. I didn't even like make, go to Burger King and, and make a video, although I should have because, you know, yeah. No, let's see. So you can show everybody how thug and how street you are. Yeah, because I am. Yo. Because you is. I is. See, that's how much I'm not. Let me just play this book. Okay, cool. Penguin Random House Audio presents Resurrecting Home by A. American. Read for you by Duke Fontaine. Chapter 1. Being home felt good, even if it wasn't our home, per se. Yes, he has a good, he has a really cool voice. I wonder, I would love to hear him read a book about Taylor Swift. Right. You know, maybe talk about like how her her great songwriting ability and everything, you know. Lucky for us. We tried to make the best of a less than perfect situation, and so far, Derek, you're reading this. So good. Are you reading that series too? Aren't Mel you? And the girls took it all in stride. Yeah, actually, I am. Thanks to the fact that I went to AudiblePodcast.com/slash/ZeroTalk and signed up. Yay! Got a free book out of it, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it was the first book of the series. Oh, nice. awesome! Even better. Sweet. Yeah. Hey, so you can actually, do that if you too, guys you know? want a book. All of our listeners, thanks to Audible, by the way, for sponsoring this lovely podcast. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I get to listen to their books, and then they sponsor the podcast I'm on. I know, it's you know, right? a win-win situation, right? Absolutely. But uh, if you want a book, and you want it for free, audiblepodcast.com slash serotalk. And uh, you can go get this book, or you can go get uh, any, any other book books. that you oh, might goodness. want. They yeah. have so much. You even have audio dramas there, too, which is cool. Like HP Lovecraft dramatizations, if you want like scary things for Halloween like a year from now. You can get... Uh, even podcast authors like Scott yeah. Sigler, for instance. Yep. Gosh, I love his GFL series, but you know. It's actually also kind of cool how an audiobook can fit into your life. You can read them. I mean, I've seen people, you know, car trips, bus trips. At the gym. Oh my gosh. Out, yeah, you like, like, a, like get on the elliptical and listen to, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit of A American series, right? No, that would actually be a cool series to listen to. Uh, <laughs> you might actually make you want to go to the gym then, stuff. right? You'd be like, yeah. oh, this isn't so bad, you know? Yeah, see, it's motivational I spent three hours it. on the elliptical. I didn't even notice. I was so engrossed in the story. Yeah. Absolutely. There you go. 
audiblepodcast.com slash Sarah Talk. And the results will sound good on your iOS devices, by the way, of course. Especially if you Even purchase them. Android. Android. Don't yeah. tell anybody I said that. The other OS. Oh, my gosh. Right. I mean, you know, your iPhone. Your Windows phones. Even your PC. Mm-hmm. I mean... Well, it might even work on a stolen iPad, although the problem with that would be that, you know, it would eventually get traced, and then what? Yeah, although it might work on the uh, the 6 Plus. And for the record, I don't think the iPhone 6 Plus is too large. I played with one, and I thought it was It's very a little too to large for me. I don't think it's as large as I thought it, it was, but it... I have, oh, like, okay. giant hands, though, so that's part of it. I have big hands, but it was still... Uh, I mean, I could use it. I mean, if somebody gave me one as a gift, I would have not have complained, but it wasn't the one when I was kind of choosing between the two. I just decided that the six was easier to handle. And yeah. I've been told it's great for typing, but I'm one of these people that enjoys the split screen of the iPad, and it's just big enough that I'd wanted to have a split screen, and it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played with it enough to know. Mm, yeah, I don't know either. Honestly. No, I was told it doesn't. It doesn't, and okay. that would frustrate me. I mean, the speaker though. Is incredible. The sound is pretty yeah. awesome, actually. My friend who has one, he, he was playing some music, and I was like, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, my brother has one, and it's got really good sound to it. Well, and the fingerprint sensor works better than my 5S. I can't even tell you. As much as I love my 5S, I can't tell you how many times. Oh, try again. Try again. <laughs> try again. Here's <laughs> something I found very interesting about, um, and I'd be interested for our listeners to comment on this. I've been experimenting a lot with the Touch ID on my 6. And what I have noticed is that if I use my index fingers, either one, left or right, I have a lot of problems with opening the device. It doesn't register the fingerprint, doesn't register the fingerprint. If I use my thumbs, never a problem. I usually use my thumbs. I've never had a problem with my thumbs. I don't know what it is with my index fingers. I can set the print. It works for a day or two perfectly, but then all of a sudden, it just degrades, it seems. It's like I could do it like one in two times, then one in three times, then one in four times. And, you know, some people have written articles about if your fingers are cold, if they're moist, you know, if you've rubbed yep. them raw even, you know. Oh, it's true. That impacts the sensor. But for some reason... I've just discovered, I've gotten to the point where I don't use my index fingers for Touch ID. I only use my thumbs. And it works fine. I've not had a problem. Knock on wood. I've not had a problem in probably a month and a half. Good for you. And the thing is, is you don't want to have a phone that is difficult to unlock when you need to fulfill your crack addiction. (laughs) By by crack addiction, I do mean trivia crack, by the way. Which, if we were doing picks for the episode, I would totally choose Trivia Crack because it is quite addicting. It's an aptly named application. iPhones, in general, are still ahead of the game. 50% in the last quarter of last year. 50% of activations from everywhere were iPhones. Yeah, that was a discussion on the VI phone list that I got into about market shares, and people were sort of poo-pooing my claims about Apple picking up ground and throwing out these ridiculous articles that were not based, I think, on latest statistics. And this one comes along, and I was almost tempted to post it on the VI phone list without any comment. Uh, Right. But, uh, yeah, think about it. Apple, by themselves, 50% of activations. Well, and that's just it. You know, when people try to compare Android and iOS – those are multiple yeah, hands. Yeah, money. Oh, absolutely. Hands. And some of them are given out for free. 
the Android yeah. devices. You get one, you get a second one free. Apple doesn't do that. Well, Apple's not known no. for doing anything for free. No. But you pay for premium, but you get premium. Yeah. The hardware is superior. I mean, I'm running Windows just natively on my Mac, on multiple, actually. I don't have a VM. I just use Boot Camp because I like to do a lot of recording music and such like that. And a lot of hardware is getting better and better and better on Windows machines. But, you know, Apple hardware has always been awesome and probably will continue to be. I've read many articles over the years that they've done testing, speed tests, and all kinds of hardware tests. And <laughs> it's always amusing that Windows actually runs better, faster, and cleaner on Macs than they do on Windows PCs. Well, part of it is, is you know, I, I have a Lenovo desktop. I bought it for cheap. And, and actually, in all candor, we can pull the curtain back. I was going to use my Windows machine to help record this podcast, and it was... <laughs> A little bit off, which is why I'm using my Mac on this particular recording. But most Windows computers come with a whole bunch of extra software. Like they come with your Best Buy app or your Walmart app or whatever place you bought the computer from. And that's more of a software issue than a right. than a hardware right. issue. Bloatware. But, but at the same time, you got to figure though, when you're buying a computer that has all that, that where they're trying to sell you on additional things, you know, Apple has it kind of built in. They've already got you hooked with the hardware and kind of got you lo- and the macro operating system. They've already locked you into the system and it's convenient that they don't have to give you things that you don't want. Right. They don't have to convince you like, oh, well, look, look at this uh, random coupon app that you can print stuff out that you have to remove later. You know, they get their money back on their iTunes purchases and their app purchases. And, and so that's why they can offer the operating system for free and focus on giving the hardware more attention. Right. I, so I, I agree. Good job, guys. Looks like you covered everything. No, we didn't talk about but, the uh, how, of all random states, Montana's in the lead for iPhone Oh, usage, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, like, kind of unexpected. Because, like, what's out there? It's Montana. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is very strange that Montana would be the state. You would think it would be, you know... New York, California, something like that. Although, if you think about it, like, what are the, the states where people are most likely to be tinkers with their technology? It's true. And that seems to be, maybe I'm wrong about this, and this is pure speculation, but it seems to me the demographic for at least a sizable portion of the demographic of people who use Android devices, which is the second number of, you know, handsets. Right. I also wonder if people in Montana, because it is a largely rural state, if they're kind of like, well, I don't have time to mess with my technology. I want it to be simple and not have to worry about it. It would be interesting to do a study and find out why that's the case, because that shocked me. Montana would not have been a state that I would have picked as most high, highest iPhone usage. Mm, Or maybe there's a uh, cattle rancher app, or I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe. You know, we're joking about it, but it could be. You never know. Maybe if we have a listener from Montana, they can clue us in. Actually, that we, should, we should solicit that. Yeah, if you happen to know and you are from Montana, send us an eye report. Let us know. In all seriousness, I'm very curious. Or send us a, a moosage. <laughs> a moosage. Okay, that's, all right, that's lame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so dumb. Uh, that's leading this podcast <laughs> to utter disaster. Oh, oh dear. Bad, John, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to steer us that way. <clears throat> <laughs> You're just milking it for all it's oh, worth now. <laughs> seriously, this is a bunch of bull. <clears throat> oh man, I just strained my calf. Darn it! <laughs> oh jeez, this is so cheesy. <laughs>
right, and that's why, ladies and gentlemen, this is Triple Click 35, the Midlife Crisis that's Edition. Right. Yes, indeed. And uh, please send us an iReport using the uh, iBlink, iBlink Radio. Radio. Yep, and you could even use this. There's iBlink for the Mac, too. iBlink for the Mac. There's even an Android app. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Those people, it's the other OS. What's the... Uh, the URL for our podcast, like where they can look at the show notes. Oh, TripleClickHome.com. Why are we whispering? I don't know. Why are we whispering? It's like one of those ghost shows. Why do you whisper when you're hunting ghosts? <laughs> I don't know. Why are you whispering? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know why we're whispering, uh, we'll be sitting here waiting patiently playing trivia crack until the That's cows right. come That's right. You might find out next month. Yes, indeed. How can we find you, people? Us people. You can uh, follow me on Twitter. I am at Music of Hope. It's just all one word, no underscores or anything. M U S I C O F H O P E. And if you want to follow me, if you are the type of person who doesn't like to see tweets because I very rarely tweet, you can follow me at Mac for the Blind. You can follow me on Twitter at Servant Warrior, S E R V A N T W A R R I O R. That's a cool handle. Yeah. Why, thank you, fine sir. And I, I do tweet a lot. Even random, uh, smells like Teen Spirit covers, as, as I hope it's figured out. <laughs> he does. I tweet a few things now and then, too. Did you host some sort of radio show oh, or something? Yeah, I do have a radio show. You'll, you'll, you'll see tweets about that, too, sometimes. Hmm. A radio celebrity. I don't know about a celebrity. Yes, indeed. <laughs> a celebrity. No, she is a celebrity. <laughs> she likes to read her uh, celebrity news oh in the morning. On my Apple device That's while right. feeding the cows. Yes, in Montana, yes. but not. No. Well, everybody, that will do it for Triple Click Home, episode number 35. We thank you very much for listening, and we hope to have you guys join us next month. <laughs>